What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is the No One Cares Podcast, a show for creators of color, where we talk about music, social issues, pop culture, and much more. Remember, it's No One Cares, one word. Like, remember that, because some of y'all be forgetting. No disrespect. Appreciate the support. But make sure it's No One Cares, one word. Uh, Yeah, No One Cares, one word, not three. And it's me, your host, Devin, a.k.a. Devin No One Cares, on all socials. Um, If y'all don't know... I'm on my little Texas run, I guess you can say. Um, this year, I, I said it towards the end of my last, ep- or not last episode, but towards the end of last year, that I plan on taking this podcast on the road um, just to interact with these creatives that I've been interacting with through social media and seeing through social media, and also just to kind of allow myself the opportunity to open new doors with these people. Um, you know, going outside the realm of music a little bit too. These maybe people. I'm not gonna spoil it for y'all. Actually, no. Let me, let me let me keep some of my plans under wraps. But um, big plans, big plans this year that will allow me to travel, uh, Lord willing, and everything. But today is day one, uh, or day day one or day two. Day two, we'll say day two of the Austin run. And this guy is somebody who I stumbled upon. I guess you can kind of say recently, last year. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember if it was Devin's page, Devon's page. Can I, can I say Devin? Did I say Devon? No, that's okay. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> I've been called Devon for like so many years that I hated it. So now I'm you see. Yeah. And shout out. Also, I didn't even say this. Um, Devin, Devon, Dev Cinematic, the homie, y'all, friend of the show, big friend of the show is out here today um, shooting some pics and all that good stuff. He's my official Texas, Texas photography guy out here. But um, yeah, I can't remember if it was his page or Reek's, Reek's page. Um, and I think somebody retweeted your project somewhere in my mind. And, you know, I'm always looking for good music and just dope music to play on the podcast. And this was at one time where, you know, sometimes it gets hard to, like, go through SoundCloud's algorithm of good music. And sometimes it's hard to just search for good, like, tracks on SoundCloud. I really do, like, legit digging for it. Like, if I don't like it, I'm not playing it. If somebody sends it to me, I mean, no disrespect, but if I'm not feeling if it's not sitting right with my soul, I probably won't put it on the show. Um I mean, that's just, that's life though. Um, but I said, okay, you know, I trust these sources. Let's go check it out. I press play and let it go. And after the first track, which is one of my favorites, I was just like, yo, where's he from? Like when I have to ask where he's from, that's a big thing for me. Then to see, I'm, and then we'll get into where you're from in a bit, but to see that you were from, or currently residing in Austin, yeah. me being somebody from Corpus, I'm like, yo. Oh, it's on. Like, I'm, I'm supporting this however I can support it. I'm playing it. And I, I literally think I played it maybe the episode after or um the, that episode or the episode after. But this man is an incredibly talented musician. He's surprisingly hasn't been at it for long. But when you hear his music and you kind of, you know, I've had the opportunity to even sit down with him a little bit and to kind of hear his passion about just the art and the time that he takes into making this music, it's just like, it's still, I'm still trying to grasp how you even are even here with this mindset of being there for so many years. But Jay Wild, bro, welcome to the fucking show, man. What's going on, man? How are you doing, bro? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, Thanks for having me, man. For, no, through, thank yeah. you for like opening up the Lamo. Let me, I, I say Lamo. I don't think that's the word. I think a Lamo is a food, but open up your home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let, you know, let me pull up here and pod. Um, bro, just so let's, let's get it started now. It's the mental health check in, what we usually do. Yeah. And I kind of just brought that into the show because I think no matter who you're talking to, whether it's a good friend, somebody you just met, I think the first step to mental health when it comes to just your friends and people around you is opening up the conversation and making that more normal. You know, we always say, how are you doing? Like, 
Let's check in on our but mental health. Like, a little deeper. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna do a little mental health check in. Um, I can start first, or you can go. I'll go ahead and you can start. Yeah. All right, deal. So, um, basically, I'm not doing bad. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, this let's see. So, these you know these episodes are gonna drop a little different because you know the Texas run. Um, but I am still dealing with the death of Kobe Bryant. Um, rest in peace to to Bryant <laughs> and his peace, uh, daughter. Uh, prayers still with his family, and I'm, I guess I'm just still taking that in. And everyone on the plane as well, on the helicopter. Everyone on the plane, yeah. yes, all all nine people who are who are involved. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm still taking it in. This is like literally day two of it. Um, and I know as soon as I cope with it, the funeral is going to happen, and yeah. then it's all over again. Because that's how Nipsey was, and I tell a lot of people when you lose somebody close, you have that impact. It always comes twice, man. Yeah, it comes twice. So, um. But other than dealing with that and just kind of, you know, understanding transitions and and things like that, you know, um, I'm not doing bad, man. I can't even sit here and be ungrateful. You know, I got here safely. I'm, I'm This is day one of something that I've been planning to do for a long time. Um, and when did you get into Texas? I got land? into Texas Sunday morning around like 10. I leave Wednesday around like 5 in the morning, like super early. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing pretty good, man. I can't even lie. I'm blessed. Um, I, everything is, is still going to be good. Everything's going well. So I'm, I'm in a pretty nice headspace. Pretty nice headspace. How about you, man? I'm doing good, man. I just, again, just kind of processed the Kobe Bryant and everyone yeah. from the accident the other day. And just not even, like, realizing, like, the magnitude of it until, like, I saw on, uh, there was a post on Instagram. They had, it was a caption, like, they had mentioned Kobe. I was like, What? Oh. I got on Twitter and the first thing I went to Twitter and like typed in his name and saw the things is just like I was with my girl and just like I just start crying and like yeah and it's like it's, it's weird hard. like these people like I don't know him personally but it's yeah. like they have such an impact and it's like to feel that and I feel like it's you also lost okay you knew. yeah yeah it's okay and to it, cry with somebody you don't know like, yeah that's, that's okay and to see on social media everyone pouring the respect and everyone pouring their hearts out over him it's like I felt more comfortable so it was and kind of going to mental health it's like it was nice that everyone was showing that admiration for him and that sadness for him so it's like yeah so just trying to process that but uh, otherwise I've been doing good man just been working and taking care of seeing family and seeing my friends and yeah. just trying to like which is important touch base with them yeah let me fix this damn wire. So, also the new thing is we recording on these handheld mics, and I thought, you know, I was like, let me make sure. Oh yeah, you got. Let me make sure that um, you know, I got the handheld mics for on the go. And I was like, I won't struggle, struggle with handheld mics. I got this. I'm over here playing with it. We're on the <laughs> wire. I'm struggling like mob. But um, that's good though. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, it, it, I think that's Kobe Bryant's probably the thing on on most of our minds, and will be yeah, for quite yeah, a while because. Right. We're the generation that grew up on exactly on Kobe. Uh, it's like even though I don't play basketball, it's like that same mentality he had towards basketball and his energy beyond basketball is like yes. I channel that into what I do, whether it's through music or it's through just being who I am. So it's like yep. you still see that, and it's like as a kid, I, I mean, as a Spurs fan, I was a Kobe hater. Oh man, like, that's the thing. Whether you loved him or hated him, you yeah, respected yeah. him exactly. And no that's things, especially as I got older, it's like I went from hate to like just admiring him like even his last game we get that 61 oh. it was like i was crying like watching him play that it was like to see that full circle of like damn come together yeah yeah and uh and um even my dad called like yeah. my dad who grew up in the michael jordan era damn near i mean both know them to call me and be like do you hear about Co man kobe bryant i was like i couldn't like i couldn't even after a while i couldn't even like really keep having a conversation because i just yeah i was in a social setting i think it was, i was at a midnight swim Mm. And I was just like, I, my first time there, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to be social, yeah. but my social media is literally like in the negative, and I'm just like, oh man. 
Yeah. But um, like I said, rest in peace to um, rest in peace, man. You know, uh, Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, prayers with her family and you know everybody else who was involved in that uh, tragic incident. Um, but you know, I think uh, AI said it kind of best today. He's like, you know, we're not okay, but Kobe Bryant would want us to keep going. Right. And I, yeah. I I think that's the, the best the best way to put it. Um, the best way to let Mamba live forever is to keep that mentality in everything that you do. Yeah. So um, but uh, speaking of uh, you know what, no, there's no transition from that. Glad your mental health is doing good. Glad mine's doing good. Um, so let's get started, bro. Because, you know, this is our first time meeting. Yeah. And I always try to do my research, which involves going online, seeing if there's any interviews, YouTubes, kind of going through tweets. Um, but sometimes there's also a beauty in, like, kind of limiting your amount of research to keep the authenticity around. You know what I mean? So I guess I'm just going to start from the beginning, bro. Like, where are you from? Like... Fill me in. Where are you from? Yeah. How'd you get, how, all that all that typical stuff. Let's get stuff out of the way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm from Converse, Texas, uh, San Antonio area. Mm-hmm. Grew up there, born and raised. Grew up from military parents, both of them. Age what? Age again? You're age 25. 25. Yeah. I'm 27. I always say that to make people feel more comfortable. I don't say yeah. it, but oh, I'm 32, but you have to ask me all that. I say, oh, no. Nah, I'm 27. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so 25 from San Antonio. Uh, Went to Judson High School and then went to school for environmental and A&M and then started doing music. Started releasing music out uh, as Jay Wild my last semester of college. and then So that was probably around uh, 2017 was when I released Blue Patio, yeah. Okay. Um, but I've been doing music since I was like 14, 13 years okay. old. Okay. Yeah. Blue, so you said Blue Patio was like your first project. Yeah, the first one as Jay Wild. So I, okay. I rebranded and like started putting my effort towards being a, a artist and mm-hmm. trying to like push seriously versus like in high school and throughout college I was doing it because I loved it and yeah. it was more of a hobby that I wanted to pursue but I never thought I could seriously do it until I put that last one I was like well or when I just made Blue Patio I was like cool well I want to do this after school really and, ah, okay. and when I released it during school I was like the last couple weeks of school and it started taking off I was like cool well I'm gonna try to experiment with that first yeah uh, and so that's so okay just, just pushing since then that's what i thought and 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 going into this i was like okay his first project is blue patio because I'm, I'm also just going off spotify i would feel like you know artists who most people they'll put their official projects on spotify apple music whatever yeah. and i was like, okay like, you know blue patio is the first one and then i went on soundcloud and saw in between and was like oh yeah am i off is it so that was that like more of a what was what was that project like yeah so i mean I, i've had projects like I said, since I was 14, 15, I've been putting out projects. Okay, I, I was, okay. I made albums. Like, I had printed CDs back in the day when there were CDs. That's fire. Uh, so I went to school <laughs> and I was selling for $2 a piece. And, like, I had wristbands. And I went by a whole different moniker back in high school. What was it? It was Wiley E. Okay, okay. Yeah. It wasn't too far off. Yeah, so it was my full name is Wiley. And so I, mm-hmm. and my middle initial was E. So I combined those, like, Wiley E. Cody. <laughs> so did that in <laughs> like high school. That, yeah, and then I dropped and did my full name mm-hmm. uh, afterwards when I was in college. And then decided to change up so I, in between was my one of the ones i did i think it was 2016 i put that out okay yeah. that's dope that's dope did you were you like looking back you, you did if you think about it it's really a short time frame which you did, ma- ma- been making music since you're 14 which is a little over 10 years ago and you the jay wow came what was that a year or two later right uh, 2017 2017 2017 so was, yeah so when you dropped uh blue pad deal with 2017 compared to like when you were just dropping music before did you have an official time in your mind where you're like okay i'm officially an artist like was it a certain time when it was more than just you doing like passion projects and making music when you're like okay i'm a musician Uh, moving forward not exactly just i guess i would say if i had to pick a day was like the day i started producing so like back in Mm -hmm. high school i was still in beats off of like youtube and like (laughs) 
Oh, I was like we were talking earlier. It's like I was taking like Drake beats and like reflipping them, and like I would do a whole different melody. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't. The exact song, same thing. It was like an it was an Usher beat that I didn't know. It was like I think it was like Superstar by Usher. Oh man, I didn't know that song. I still don't know the song, but I did my own verse to it, my own melody, own hook. So it was a brand new song. And you still for me. don't know the song? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Damn, that's but crazy. I would though. go and just take songs and just reflip them. And so I did that throughout high school, and like it wasn't until college I started actually producing. I joined a band and like actually creating songs like mm-hmm. from scratch. Um, so that's when I really started doing it. So I guess I would say 2013 or so is when I started like taking things a little more serious and like figuring out what built what makes a song. That's crazy. So when you got a band, how did that? Because I'm guessing. All right, I'm, I've been trying to avoid the, the the influence question, but I might have to fucking touch it. No, yeah, um, yeah go ahead. <laughs> Because we've been talking about music since we basically got here. Yeah. Um, and you said you got a, a band more towards 2017, around around Blue Patio time, basically, right? Is when you kind of started getting the band? So or? the band started in 2013. 2013? It was called okay. Othello was the name of the band. Okay, okay. Yeah. When, was it more R&B for you at first when it came to like the music making and, and, and sound like that? Or, because I know sometimes bringing in the band, I know they do coincide, yeah. but sometimes... I mean, they clearly will sound much different when you bring in a band. It's a yeah. whole different aspect to the music. You can take your music to actually a whole other level than just a typical R&B artist who maybe just trying to go for a different sound. Did that really... Yeah, so with, with the band, it was uh, it was a couple of my friends from choir back when I was in high school. I love choir. I was, shout out to the choir people. Yeah, I was yeah. in choir. Y'all don't have to believe me. I was in choir. <laughs> I was tenor. I was killing it. I could have been Trey Song, but I wasn't. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was my freshman year of college and like, I was back home in San Antonio and I was just like, I wanted to pursue music, but I needed help. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, one of my friends who was a guy in choir, he was a great pianist. His name is Ryan. And he was just so super dope. And I was like, Hey, I want to start a band. And so we started looking around and see who we can pick up. And like, we got another guy named Evan who's mm-hmm. ended up being my roommate in college, but he was a <laughs> dope ass singer and guitarist, but he also played drums. He was our drummer. And then, uh, my other two friends, Ethan and Nick play mm-hmm. guitar and bass. And so the music was like, it was R&B adjacent, but it was like a lot of like, had a lot of rock influences because they all listened to like a lot of punk at the time, a lot yeah. of rock. And so we kind of merged those sounds. Mm-hmm. So it was really unique, but it was, it had, like you're saying, it was, it was different that it had the full guitar and like they yeah. had solos. It takes and, everything like, to a different yeah, level. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like to go from <laughs> making your own song over Superstar yeah. to getting a yeah. band to have any different sounds. Like it just, it was a different level. I think the best musicians are the ones who are inspired by so many different genres and bring that into yeah. their music because everything is, everything is based from everything and everything starts to cross over too eventually. Like that's what makes the best artists. The people who event, who completely follow the same format and just stay in that box, you, I, w- I could say usually have that weird lifespan of people just eventually being like, okay. Like we want more from you. Do you have yeah. one to offer? And then it like expires. Really, is really yeah. what happens. And I think starting out with them and like producing with them for the, to start off making music, or mm-hmm. I guess starting to produce with them. Yeah, it was good that I got to see that. Like there was times where someone else brought a song to the table and like mm-hmm. they had lyrics already, and I had to adjust and, and put my own twist on it still. But like it was a punk song. We had a song called uh, Oh shit, the punk phase. Uh, I'm here for it. I can't remember the name of the song now, but it was one that my Evan wrote. And he was mm-hmm. our drummer, but he wrote a killer ass song I'm like this is all right yeah yeah cool yeah <laughs> you said ass come on i can't i can't yeah, I mean, uh but the, the for them to make that song was like okay dope and it was like it was a like a damn i'm trying to remember the name of the song now anyways it was it was to, to pull from that it was like cool but this is a whole different style that i would never even thought of to do so yeah like, to have that was a good start so that now like in my current space now i'd try and like find different Sounds avenues good. to approach music at and not just try to stay in the, the same old chords or the same yeah. doing stuff in my room all the time it's like how can i get these other sounds and get these other people in the room that can bring a new flavor 
So. All right. I, I thought I was going to stay on track, but I'm about to get off. We yeah. here. I hope y'all ready. Tighten your fucking belts. <laughs> um, I know you just said do music like in your room and stuff like that. When it comes to finding inspiration for certain music, cause I, you know, I, I think you can say, you know, a lot of your music kind of is, I don't sound cliche, but like a vibe or an energy. Okay. Um, but I also know you talk about love yeah. a lot um, in a way that I think we can all relate to that too. Like, it's, like you make a song about love in a sense where it's not corny. It's not something that people really are like so used to hearing. They're tired of the narrative. It's like real life shit. Yeah. Especially as a creative and as an artist, like, like having to leave my girl to follow my dream. Which one am I going to pick? And da, 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 da. Like that's real life shit. I mean, we. I mean, if you're lucky enough. I don't even know if that's even being lucky, but if you find yourself in that position, like that's a real life thing. Yeah. How do you go about writing music from a certain, from that kind of place? And do you, do you find more inspiration from like being outside? You rather be in your room to be in the zone? Like where do you try to find that environment and place to pull from when it comes to like, like your lyrics and making music? Yeah. So I mean, just wherever I can. So it's like, if I talk to friends and like talk and get their experiences or they tell me about their things that they're going through, I like to pull from that. Or if it is trying to pull from my own experiences, my own relationships, or like previous things, or currently I'm going through, or if it's just like seeing things on a movie or whatever, and like I like to pull from whatever I see and just like yeah. how can I make this relatable to me first and foremost, and then how can I make sure that this is relatable to others as well. So I try my best to really just make sure it is something that I enjoy and something that's, that means something to me. That way I can always back it. Like even if no one else yeah. likes it, I can at least defend it. So. That's kind of where I pull from. I guess the, I guess what also inspired that question was just like, sometimes you just forget that depending on how you use it, that source of inspiration isn't always unlimited. Like sometimes yeah. if you don't use that source right, it will dr- run dry and then you'll be panicking yeah. like, where do I pull? Like, what I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, no, I, and I still have the feeling of like, uh, I don't know, how am I supposed to like go from here? <laughs> and sometimes you just got to sit away. So like, I... I I just finished writing the, this most recent project and it's like mm-hmm. going into it i was kind of nervous was like whoa i'm not sure where i'm gonna go like i'm not sure what's supposed to happen yeah and then one day i got sent some beats and i was like okay cool it's clicked and the inspiration just hit and in the next couple months it was just like it was just flowing so like i i take those moments when i do see it and i do feel it and i just tack on that and then when i'm not feeling it i just step away so that's the way i don't smart. feel like it's, the way it's not like you it's can't force you don't have to force yeah. that you know what i mean like yeah. it's i mean, I mean we always talk about how, you know, like I'll give a prime example like the Coles, the Kendricks, they don't drop yeah. music as often as they used to when they first started. And they, they're open about saying, you know, having to find that inspiration, that draw yeah. to make something meaningful enough to really put them in the studio for that long yeah. to continue a process that like no matter their status in like the, yeah. the game, you know what I mean? Like, that's I super people just smart. make music just to make music. It's like, yeah get tired like there was i forgot who's like i feel like i was watching the ruben conversation it was like people oh, get on, with people andre get on, yeah it's yes, like people yes. get on tour and then they're writing about songs when they're just on tour and it's like yeah it's not relatable it's boring like that's that's only people who are on tour can be able to, to relate Which to is that a limited amount of people yeah yeah versus like finding things that actually mean something to you and like pull from actual conversations that are gonna like actually mean, mean something. something yeah a hundred percent man see now miss andre I was just watching uh, Hip Hop Evolution, the documentary series mm, the other day. I've heard about it. I haven't watched it yet. Bro. But it's like, it doesn't go through advise. all, like, the whole it goes, history. It's really cool because it does start from, like, the very, very, very beginning of hip hop. And then it not only just does it take you through the beginning of hip hop, but it also takes you through the different landmarks and areas where hip hop kind of started. Yeah. And then it does that while still going through the uh, 
times. So like the years that Location things start to change. Times, yeah, yeah which is hard to do. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, you could easily make a whole nuanced, series yeah. off of just hip hop starting, but to do it in that format is crazy. If they go, not even going to ruin for you, but they're all, they dropped a new three and four. If you're looking for something to watch, there's more than enough to watch. And stay engaged. Check that out it's then. super dope. Yeah. Um, before we get into some of your, some of your music, because this whole episode we're gonna play some of your shit. Cool. We're playing cool, Devon's yeah. first two tracks, and we playing I mean, not first two tracks, but two tracks, favorite tracks of yours, and I'm gonna play my two tracks of your, my favorite from you. Cool. Um, but one of the questions that I thought of, and and I always kind of ask this to most of the guests, just because the answer is usually different, and everybody's parents and the people that they grow up around is different, and they have a different. Uh, perspective on this yeah um and and with respect to, i don't know you, you, the relationship is like with your parents i don't want to assume um what was it like trying to be a musician when you know you're 25 and 27 so i'm pretty sure also growing up you know it, it not everybody can just be a musician yeah. like it's not easy you know what i'm saying sometimes it's really it's almost like damn near the odds of like being in the nba people see everybody hooping and being in high school but they don't know how many people at that high school don't make it to the NBA or get stuck yeah. in like the G League or whatever it is. And, you know, our It's also hard to do in the G League. I mean, that is yeah. super difficult too, exactly. And a lot of our parents are still just learning to accept the fact, especially that doesn't even go into account with, um, you know, like their 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 culture, cultural background. You know, some people don't yeah. even believe in that, that kind of stuff. And to, to show your parents or to show people that you're serious about it, like, how did you go about being a musician and face? the opinions of everybody else from like your family and friends who don't yeah. even really see musicians as like a source to really you know grow a career in until you really show them yeah it was nice that i i had a little bit of of a little bit of both of the worlds like i had my parents like they were super supportive when i was first getting started like my Beautiful. dad like when i first started making music he helped me build a studio in my room so like we built like we got some plywood and we added like the studio foam mm-hmm. i just have some still with me right now in the room were they musicians at all uh, my, they both were in band growing up. My both my parents love music though. Like growing up, they my dad used to play like uh, Prince, Stevie oh, Wonder, man. Earth, Wind, and Fire. He actually gave me a whole box full of vinyls. So it's just like going through all of his eighties. And like, you didn't come, yeah? You ain't hear no covers from Earth. You ain't got no covers of that. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> they can get. They can catch me the the sample clearances. Uh, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm trying to keep you out of trouble. <laughs> now, nah, but they uh just getting a chance to see that they were supportive of like this is what you want to do this is what you're excited about doing mm. we want to support that so like they were always supportive and, like my dad helped me buy like help fund bought my cds when i was 14 and like damn they helped me print all my cds so they've been super supportive then but it was always in the back of my mind or and they always re uh made sure that i knew that school was important that i yeah. finished high school and i did well with my grades mm-hmm. so i made sure i was always doing good in grades that wasn't an issue that way i could do what i enjoyed um, yeah. and then through college kind of the same thing they want to make sure that i graduated that at least was taking care of that mm-hmm. that i had that set up um so i always knew i had to finish school because i knew that was important for them and it was yeah. important for me to do as well since i had gotten so far and that i wanted to make sure i finished what i started mm-hmm. but they since i finished school they were just like I, I had my first show that February after I graduated and they mm-hmm. came to it and they got to see about 40, 50 people come up and they were all singing the songs that, that I had made. And that was the first time you ever seen me do a show of that nature. Damn. And from that point on, they've been my number one fans. Like my mom did super support. My mom listens to my music and she's like, tells all her friends and they're on Facebook sharing it. So it's really oh. cool seeing that they have Parents really- on Facebook heavy too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice that they've like really like, shown that support because like that's big and i know people don't always get that from their parents and like and that's why i asked yeah, yeah. because i mean it, i mean you don't like you don't yeah. always get it from your parents sometimes i mean 
or to will smith parents just don't understand yeah like somehow they really don't um but that's super dope i always think about that because when your parents are that supportive not only does it help you you know be a better musician and things like that but it also helps you be a better parent in the future like when yeah, you have you your see kids with smith and the way he's treated yeah his three and it's like whatever they want to do he's supporting them fully so it's exactly. like, like kind of helping them understand yeah. to have a foundation just in case yeah you know whatever because because i mean sometimes it changes but that's super dope that's yeah. super dope. that's really that makes sense to why you also have a, a pretty big what well, to me pause i don't know if that was going to be a crazy sentence there but um it makes sense to me because just talking to you and, and hearing your music and stuff like that there's a level of confidence that I think you have that some artists lack at this stage. And I, I think your parents can probably, I can probably guess that your parents contributed to that because if they're going to support you that much, why not be confident in yourself and your parents, who the people you love the most are already rooting for you from the jump. Like, and I just feel that with you, like you have a certain confidence in your music that a lot of people don't gain until later on in their career. And, and I'm still pretty, uh, and I, I appreciate that, but, I'm, like, I'm, yes, but no. <laughs> some days I'm not feeling so confident, but it, it is nice to, to know that like my mom is going to enjoy whatever, and even I, I'm her son, she's going to enjoy in, anyways, yeah. but like, for her to actually, I see like her streaming on Spotify, I can see she's playing, <laughs> uh, playing the songs, it's like, cool, well, you listen to it even when I'm not around, so it's like, that's it's cool. That's dope. Yeah. That's super dope. Well, I said we were going to get into music like 10 minutes ago, so now we're actually going to get into some music. Cool, cool. <laughs> to get into some music, so Devin, uh, Devon's, I'm done. Devin. Is it Devin or Devon? It's Devon. Okay. All right. It's, just say Dev. <laughs> yeah, just Dev. There we go, Dev. <laughs> Dev's favorite tracks um, from Jay Wild are gonna be "Numb," so that's we're gonna play "Numb" from Blue Patio, and then get uh, "Get It Back" from Somewhere in My Mind. So let's get. Oh, also, yeah, and all these projects, Blue Patio, Somewhere in My Mind, and Somewhere in Mind, Somewhere in Mind. Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. All good. Damn it. All right. Somewhere in Mind. If I fuck up, you catch me again. Um, they're all on Spotify, Apple Music, basically all streaming platforms. Yeah, so bro. definitely feel free to check that out. J A Y W I L E. Just want to put that out there. So let's get into this music. Don't let me leave this place. I love to stay. Rather not wait. Let's not. Thinking about 
That was Jay Wow, and that was Get It Back 
from somewhere in mind and a track before that was uh numb from the blue patio project man where are we gonna go from here bro i think one thing i want to ask and i forgot to ask this in the beginning because i just love getting so far off track um what were some of the jobs that you had early on i mean actually we kind of talked about it earlier but what jobs have you had to support what you're doing so far like not saying they have to relate to what you're doing now but what jobs yeah. did you have to support the dream no i mean throughout i mean high school i did like the high school jobs like worked at a yogurt shop and like <laughs> worked at a pizza place for work peter Piper pizza for a week and like quick because like <laughs> i started like the week of my birthday i was like hey can i get my birthday off and like, yeah sure so i got the job and like they scheduled me on my birthday i was like oh right, damn so uh and then in college i was worked as a leasing assistant at an apartment complex all throughout so i was way out like pay for my living and all that uh throughout college and then when i graduated i started working at a apartment complex in san marcus just south of austin mm -hmm. so i was traveling living in san antonio would drive up there every day just to live at home and i would That's be able to drive yeah <laughs> but with my parents they didn't have to pay rent oh, didn't okay have to pay you, utilities. Got you got it yeah I got so you. i was saving up money and just trying to like do everything and they they were very supportive so they let, let, let me travel and go if i had to go to new york if i wanted to go to do a show like they would just let me be off and go so that's dope Damn, yeah, so i was work, working there up until i left yeah so how um what was the last job you have you might be asking it was the leasing job leasing yeah. job and yeah. when you when did you leave there uh it was last april 2019 damn so we're getting we're, we're a couple months away from being a full year yeah, yeah. what made you i'm guessing why well, i'm guessing i know what fucking made you leave but what did it take to make that decision? It was just, I mean, they knew that I was planning on doing the music and they saw things that were happening and I was, I would be so excited when something happened at work. It was like, oh, this just happened. They would all, they were, <laughs> they were fans too. So there's like, that's dope. They Damn, were very dope, supportive. Yeah. So when things got tough, it was like, it was a matter of me working a, a weekend here versus going to doing the show there. It was like, I have to go do this. And like, it was that point where it was, it was getting so busy at work and I was getting busy with music stuff that I had to make that choice. And I had saved up enough money to like, to do it, to leave and be able to support myself, even if I wouldn't make enough money from the music itself at that point. Going forward, because I mean, and we're going to talk about this here in a bit, probably after our next music break, because I don't want to just dive into everything so fucking early. Um, you know, I guess you, I, I mean, in my mind, success, you've done, all, you are, I just continue to see more success to your recent success, which we'll talk about later. Um did you you recently played a festival last year, didn't you? Yeah, Mala Luna in Man, San Antonio. Ma, how you say it? Mala Luna. Mala Luna. I yeah. always butcher that name. That's why I never say it. But um, damn, where was that question getting to? I think that what I was basically meaning was how, like how how do you do you are you comfortable now going fully forward with being an artist and musician? Like, cause that's, I mean that's a scary point. Like I know you said you've done it for a year. So you probably have a level of comfortability and being in that position, but yeah. do you ever does that ever kind of hit you back? Like, man, maybe I should get a little side, or you're like, uh, no, I believe in this. This will take me. The latter is most is my most my most prevalent thought is mm -hmm. I have to do this at this point because like I've left my job for a reason. Like I'm doing this because I want to pursue this in music. Yeah, and so even when things get tough, I know that like what I'm doing is something I'm passionate about, and like working all day on music is like that's all I ever wanted to do as a 15 year old. So now I'm just going to live that dream. If it isn't to the success that I want to reach just yet, I know that I'm at least doing what I want to do. Yeah. Um, there are times when it would be nice to have a little side gig to make some money to make sure rent is good or make sure that I'm not choosing food versus <laughs> the McDonald's dollar menu. Versus yeah. Or Taco you know, Bell dollar menus. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> 
Taco Bell, yo, yo that volume menu, man, it hits sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> when you say hit, I be thinking about my stomach. How it hit my stomach? Taco Bell is crazy. So I mean, there's just times when I'm when I'm thinking that I wish that I was still working, or wish I was doing some other things. But mm-hmm. ultimately, like I know that this is where I need to be at in this point, and that five years from now I'm gonna look back at this time and be thankful that I did put the work in now. So hopefully, it will pay off. That's and, dope that you understand that gamble. Like, yeah. It t- and I mean, I'm not, I'm not, not to say that you understood that gamble when you first quit that job. I'm pretty sure you're maybe a little. And I, I nervous, knew that I knew that there was gonna be a point where I had to make that that jump of yeah. the money I'm, I've saved up has ran out, and I either have had to made it and make make enough money to survive mm-hmm. off of the music alone, or I was gonna have to go and do a part time job to make things work, which would be a step back for me at that point. Yeah. Um. So for it not to happen yet, it's been. Very, I'm very thankful for it. And now seeing what can happen is like cool. Well, let me make sure that I don't end up having to go take a step back because I want to continue to push forward. Damn, I feel and that's damn. been the drive now to like make sure that things are good. I feel that. Damn, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's super dope because I mean, I think, I mean, just, I'll say it again. These are issues that I think damn near anybody who's creating some kind of art for themselves face like that. Yeah. I mean, even I'm, I can't remember what show it was. It was some show where. I can't remember his name. It was some show where basically he talks to people who are trying to start their own company, whether it be music, food, clothing, whatever. And one of the questions he usually asked them is like, when are you ready to make the jump? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like make the jump to where you like, this is full time. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's interesting because it doesn't always have to be like that. Sometimes you can, depending on what you're doing, it can be that bound. Right, yeah. But it's just not for everybody. Every, just like every road, every road is different. Sometimes, you know, what will make work for me may not work for you. It may actually right, may right. hinder you more than it would help you. Um, but that was yeah. I just want to say that was su- that was super dope, and I think that's something creative should pull from. You know, sometimes you have to take that jump. Yeah, and it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be uncomfortable. But the best parts of life are in that area of uncomfortability, if that's a word. Right, and it's almost it, it, it's almost intentional of me putting myself in the situation of make sure if I don't take care of my budget, I don't have enough money for rent, or I don't have yeah. enough money to go to the grocery store. I like this kind of energy because it has forced me to be hungry, not. Not just physically, but like <laughs> across all things. Like I, I work on music every day, pretty much all day. Like yeah. Before you got here, I was just doing all stuff getting ready I for a show. Me, yeah. And it's like I'd rather be that hungry about that. If I was at work, and I know some of my friends that are want to pursue music, and they're very desperate to get to the point where they can just do music all day. Mm-hmm. And there's a hunger in that as well. Of like when they get home, they go straight to music. So like I live that life as well. So to yeah. see those two worlds, like you have that energy of wanting to pursue it you'll make a way and it feels good to take that nine to five energy that you've been kind of holding until you got home and to just wake up in the morning and yeah. then just go yeah. you know what i mean like that's and even when i was working nine to five like i was getting up literally eight to five because i had to travel a whole hour but i would oh, get shit, up i'll get up at 4 a.m and work before work just to make sure i was able to record and it was quiet versus when i got home all my, my parents are awake and they were oh yeah noise. you got noise like, yeah distractions i was recording one of the songs off of, it was called help myself and like if you can hear real close, if you sing out the vocal, you can hear someone jackhammering across the room, across the street. <laughs> and I, I wanted to get, make sure I had it, and I didn't have money to get the studio time because I was I trying was to save up money. And yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And I had to like record in between him jackhammering. And I was like, damn, damn so, man, trying to figure out how you can make yeah, it sound yeah. dope. You're like, can you like do it at a slower tempo, maybe? Let's <laughs> Sample it. <laughs> Yo, uh, imagine so yeah. sampling that shit, and he's like, Yo. I was jackhammering this area in this day and I heard it. Can you like, what's the cut on that? <laughs> See, he's going to hear this now. <laughs> right? Dad fucked it all up. Um, but um, one thing I wanted to ask earlier, I know you said your parents came to your first show. It was like 40, 50 people. 
what was that like? Like, what is it like doing your first show? Like, I'm somebody who's naturally as nervous and has anxiety all the time, so I can't imagine performing. I mean, now I can because I've been doing it for a while. I'm confident in myself. Yeah. But what did that feel like? Were you confident? Were you nervous? What, what was it like? Especially having your parents there and that yeah. takes some of it away. So, I mean, it, it was exhilarating. I, I've been, I was in school. I was in an acapella group for from 2015 for like two and a half years. I was a director of one group and I went and did one that competed. So, like, we went to national, oh, we went to national competition. And we went to New York and performed against eight other teams across the nation. We ended up winning. So, I mean, having a solo for that was like, I was so nervous being in front of thousands of people trying to perform to win and, like, support my team and, like, make sure we did our best. Yeah. So, like, being in front of our audience wasn't the necessarily, like, the difficulty was more of, like, now I'm on my own by myself just playing keys in my yeah, tracks. no team, yeah. no, yeah. It's so a little yeah. bit different, but it was still the same energy of, like, you got to put on performance and you just got to put your face on and just do it. So, like, and see my parents, see my mom, like, rock, and she's, like, enjoying it, too. So, like, it was nice <laughs> seeing that and my girl was there and, like, or she wasn't my girl at the time, but we were talking at that point. Man, don't get stuff in trouble but, on my podcast. Not no, today, yeah, yeah. but... <laughs> but to see the different people that... I guess we were dating then. We were, we were seeing each other at that point. Uh, <laughs> trying to help uh, you. Trying to- <laughs> <laughs> <Making a> hole. <laughs> it's her birthday today, too. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, there we go. So it was nice seeing those people in the room and like some of my friends from college pulled up and it was here in Austin. So seeing people from college pull up and seeing people from high school also come. So it was like it was fam- seeing familiar faces was nice versus and then seeing people I didn't know that were also seeing the songs too. So like yeah, there was, there was that connection of like, cool, this I'm comfortable now because everyone's making me feel invited here. So it that wasn't concert, too difficult. That concert, did you, was that a, um, was that like an event? planned around just your show like that kind of thing you put oh, no, on so yourself or how was that what actually happened was uh one of my friends from college she had i had told her i wanted to do shows and i was about to move to austin hopefully and that i wanted to get into the austin scenes i was still in call station mm-hmm. she's like oh you gotta get in touch with my friend omina and he was doing whoa this. wait stop stop <laughs> you know him? i mean yes yeah he just guy. like moved to california maybe like two yeah. or three years ago right before i left here yeah right before i moved here what and he's been he's been doing some crazy shit. He randomly in that fucking Sunday service thing. Did you see that play? I didn't see that. No. He was randomly in that. Um, he's been working though. Yeah, he's been working. Like yeah. he he yeah it was it was some like he did Kanye West one of the first like plays he tried to do post this um, that album. And I remember seeing him post a picture and he was like dressed in that like white cloth. And I was okay. like, what the fuck? He's like, bro. Trust me, it sounds. It seems like I just like hustle. He's like it was so super random, and I was yeah. like, he's somebody that when I do my California run that I want to yeah. have on the show. That's double job cool because he's originally from. He's from, from like Dallas, I think, but he's, but he's he, from he, Texas. He was living here. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. Okay, he okay. was doing. Uh, he had a group called Human Influence here, so they were mm-hmm. hosting shows. I remember that. And so I reached out to him because she said get in touch with him. So I reached out to him through Facebook, and he's like, "Yeah, you should get in touch." And uh, and he sent me a link to like submit to play for the one of their shows. That yeah. They had. And so I ended up being on the list, and there was uh, my friend Stefan here. He does he DJs and producer here. Mm-hmm. We should get it back. He produced that one. Okay. Yeah. So he was DJing that night. Yeah. He was headlining. <laughs> and the line was super dope. They had some other guy. I mean, I can just keep naming people, but it was just hey, hey, feel free, drop that name. That's what this is all no, about. It's uh, guy named Jerron. He was super cold on the keys, and like mm-hmm. I ended up connecting with him later on. He was also another producer on Get It Back. So it's like Damn. to see that show now. It's like wow to see all those people that were there. It's like that was such an important night, and there was yeah. Uh, Jerisha was the person that I actually contacted with to get this get on the show. So mm-hmm. to see that start off and to see the um, just the way they threw the show and the way that they cared about the set design, like the guy who designed the set, Henry, did my cover art for somewhere in mind. Ooh. So it's like all those people were so important. It's like even pivotal to this roles. Day. Yeah. yeah. So, that's crazy. 
That's and I'm so, super thankful that that was my first show as Jay Wild that they like welcomed me into Austin that way. Yeah. Um, before I even moved here. That's so crazy, bro. Damn. So you must have definitely felt like that must have even made it feel more, more. What am I saying? Where are my words at? That must have made it feel awesome to, you know, just to, to come in now. Like you're already kind of feeling good, but just to do your first show and be welcomed by like that, it's like, yo, okay. I, I It almost confirms that you made the right choice. Yeah, and it, it to to see fans that there was a girl who drove up from San Antonio. She brought her sister and like her brother and like another person. They drove up from San Antonio for that show. It was like wow, cool. Like I want to see more of that. Yeah. So yeah. it was like it was it was a confidence boost of keep doing this. It's somewhere it's sticking somehow. Yes. Uh, and that was really the main force behind like trying to create more songs and like and that was the beginning of everything. That was when I started working on that Bloom series of all mm. the singles. It was right around That's that time. Fired. That's fire. So. That's so fast forward to um. I'm ready to botch it. Ma- Maya, Maya, Mala, uh, Mala Luna, yeah, Mala. God damn, but you're like five <laughs> times before I got it. What was that like compared to like, looking back at your first show compared to now? Not oh, only man. how do you think have you, not only how do you think you've improved as a performer from that point, but just what was it like being in that on that stage in that setting for such a festival that's so new, but it's one of the most prominent festivals really in Texas lately. Yeah, it it was very humbling, honestly, like to be in my hometown and be able to like be in front of an audience that was from San Antonio and there and me being from San Antonio as well was like it felt like a full circle moment Just of like say that, yep. I was doing shows with my band at, at the what was called the White Rabbit at the time. Yes, now it's Paper it, Tiger. Paper Tiger, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do a show there and, and it'd be on the stage at Mall Luna now and just to see those audience people sing along, people like had their phones out recording. It was like it's very just humbling to know that like the music is making some sort of impact. Yeah. Uh, and as far as like performance goes, like, I had my friends that I now play with now mm-hmm. on stage. So for it just be me for the last year and a half, just playing the keys and trying to do a solo <laughs> to now having a guitarist and a bass, now a drummer to, to have a full sound. It's been nice to see the evolution. Yeah. That's crazy. But how did, how did that even come up? Like, how did it even come about you getting on that, on that, uh, it's yeah, so it I actually just got a I got a call out of nowhere. I was driving home one day from work from San Marcos and and it was a random five one two number. I was almost didn't pick it up. And I <laughs> picked up and was like, yo, this is so and so and it uh his name is Faze from he worked for Scoremore. Okay. And he's like, uh, I heard about you from uh, several different people. Mm-hmm. Uh there was a guy named Diggs who's from here, and then my friend from San Antonio, we booked the show that I did in San Antonio, uh I lost track of thought. It's okay. I do it uh, all the time. Noah. Okay. And, gotcha. and they they both were putting in a good word for me. He was like, I, I thought I had to check you out. You're good. Would you like to come play for Mall Luna? I was like, Well, yeah. <laughs> and so they, they sent over the contract and everything looked good. And it was like, it was it came out of nowhere. It felt like so. That's crazy. To see that happen was just very like. It felt like it was almost like in perfect time. Like, I think what was even more beautiful. But I was I was honestly super bummed that i didn't come because once i saw your name on the list saw frito gang's name on the list yeah, yeah. i was like this is like like it's hit different bro because this we, we went through and i'm pretty sure you can attest to this too we was go through so much of that conversation of there's no community out here we don't get along everybody's trying to heal and everybody da, da, da. and granted you know that's any scene that's any scene unfortunately that's how the world is like some yeah. people want to see you succeed some people want to see you fail but a lot of these artists out here, there, there is a, a bigger sense of community than people may see or may seem. And to see yeah. Scoremore reach out and be like, okay, how can we not only just put on one of like, the best festivals for San Antonio, but, but how put can on we- put on San Antonio artists and yeah. like, get a shot as well. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just like this, like that, I was heartbroken that I couldn't come. But just to see that was so 
fire. Like I was, I was yeah. And that, and that was my introduction of like, cause I being here for now for about a year, a little over a year now, it's like mm-hmm. seeing the community that is here and seeing the community that's in San Antonio and see how they're so connected as well. It's like being from San Antonio and living here now, it's like, how can I help bridge that gap as well and make sure that I'm connecting with San Antonio artists and producers and visual people and, and yeah. the industry people there as well as being here and being uh, intact with everyone here. And seeing those two worlds collide as well, it's been really nice seeing that the communities are here so strong and that everyone's like literally just reaching over across the table and shaking each other's hand and like, it's hey, beautiful. we can all win together. And it's not a matter of like, it can only be me. It can be only R&B artists here. It's like, we can all thrive. thrive. And, and like, man, here we and go. And it's even bigger, like beyond just San Antonio and Texas and Austin, but like beyond in the industries, like you find the right people. Like there are people that are still cutthroat and there are still like, that's how it is. It's always going to be that. But group. there are people that do care. And like, I got a chance to open up for Kyle Dion and like to meet him and meet his team. It's like, they were just so nice and so willing to have me come open up for him. Like, yeah. And when I did. I remember that. Actually, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And yes. being, they let me be in his tour bus with them and like, or in this tour van and go to lunch with them. It was like, cool. Like, they treat me like I was one of them for a moment. And I was yeah. like, cool. Like, that, that, to have that camaraderie for that moment was nice. And like, I want to make sure that I have that same energy for everyone else I'm around. Cause yes. Like, you just find the right people to work with. And that's like, that's so yeah. crazy, bro. That's super fire. And it's funny. I'm, this is like my first time having that conversation with somebody back at home because mm-hmm. since i've been in denver and i always miss austin i always miss san antonio texas like I, I always i forgot how many fucking cops we have out here by the way like, that's different. <laughs> we, we drove over here there was like 10 i saw 10 cops in like short 15 yeah i was like what yeah. the fuck in denver there's like no i feel side conversation yeah but um you know one thing i realized being out in denver that i kind of i guess i just didn't see here at first because when i was here because I, I did feel a lot of ne- negative energy. I felt there were so many talented artists um, when I was here, which was five or six years ago. And, and I was still getting more into the scene because I'm, I'm from Corpus. And okay. it's still a pretty far drive just to get to San Antonio. Yeah. And then to get to Austin and Houston and Dallas. So, you know, I, I couldn't say I, I was fully emerged in, in the music scene uh, in that way. But when I, what I was seeing was some really dope talent. But I was also seeing just like this lack of camaraderie. Yeah. Um, and as I've been you know in denver looking from the outside in i've been seeing the camaraderie and people knowing people artists knowing artists which is super yeah. dope because one thing i realized in, in uh, colorado is that there is a big sense of that and there are the people who are very like nah you weren't you didn't come up in this way so i'm not really fucking with you da, 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 da. Yeah. but the community that has been building over these years it's starting to like really overcome whatever that hate that people thought it used to be. Yeah. And I'll, you know, I, I'll do shows. I do a show with like Kayla Ray and then talk about Carl Correll. She's like, Oh, I know him. We did a show together or I know. Da, da, da. And like, yeah. that is the beauty of just showing how like, if we can continue to build that, how do you say no? Like to see Khal- uh, Khalid blow up. That was super dope. He's from El Paso. Who was really? the last artist you saw go from El Paso? Someone what I know. Crickets. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and Xavier Omar, be from San Antonio, Antonio. Yeah. like yeah. that. That's and we're yeah. gonna talk about that in a little bit. I'm actually gonna stop because I'm about. To, I was already about to hop into the next shit. But um, one more thing I want to get into before we get into some more music from you, um, was I saw that and congrats officially as South by Southwest like Thanks, official man. artist, bro. Like thank you, thank you. That's crazy. Like yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what else to <laughs> no, say yeah, around yeah, that. No. How does that opportunity even come up, and how does it even feel? Right, I'm pretty sure it's still registering because it's pretty new. Like this is like you announced this maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How does it feel? Uh just 
again, humbling again. It's the, it's the only where I can, the first word comes up. It's just like <laughs> to be able to to see that and and, and I've known about it for a couple months now that it was going to happen, but like to see the, the reaction of everyone yeah. reacting to it from people back home, like put it on Facebook, like my personal Facebook, and seeing all my friends from high school and like from church all like interact with it. My parents and all their family, all my friends like say that. Now so, your mom was going crazy. She's like, "That's my boy." <laughs> I'm <on> Facebook. <laughs> no, so it was nice seeing that because a lot of people from high school especially they got to see back when i was 14 15 putting music out and like it Make, wasn't making sense for them when they yeah didn't and even... see the growth so like mm-hmm. and for me to see my own growth now it's like cool well this is a new moment and like to take advantage of this opportunity and do my best to put my best foot forward next in march it's gonna be nice to like see that come to fruition oh bro but, do you have a uh, schedule yet like a pl- like your whole schedule for what the per- your performances where at and all that stuff right they haven't dropped them yet but i'm okay. doing a few shows but you yeah, have yeah. them personally right you have a few yeah okay yeah. okay because um i don't know yet I, i'm trying to figure out if this is going to be another year that i go to south to south by mm-hmm. um i also saw this new orleans festival that just came up recently okay and their lineup looks crazy but it's the same time as like oh, the man. saturday and sunday at south by but I've been thinking about still coming here and just like, I mean, I, I, I'm making a strategy around it, but I, I always like coming here for the, the new stuff, like yeah. the new artists and all that kind of stuff. And when I saw that you were an official artist, I was like, what are the odds that, you know, I, I set this up to come out here and then the, that news comes out. Like, yeah, before, I, before we even set it up. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and I've, I've been, I've been playing music. I let you know when I played your music back on the show and yeah, stuff I like I that. It out, yeah. And, um, I just I love that feeling. And I like to love that feeling from a non-humbling perspective, a non-selfish perspective because I think I find a lot of joy and inspiration and motivation in seeing that the people that I think are good, like have real, real talent and real passion in what they do and then to see those kind of successes start to happen. Like I yeah. did an episode a long time ago with this um, woman named Kayla Ray who was a big inspiration to the even show. And I remember her talking about how, "Oh, I want to do um I asked her one time, what, what do you want to speak into existence? And she's like, I want to mm. do shows like Red Rocks and I just want to really get bigger. Fast forward next year, she's doing like opening up for like the Summer Jam and she's wow. doing bigger shows. And uh, another lady who I had interviewed named Yasi, she ended up, you know, having this whole thing where she performed at Red Rocks. And it was, I love seeing that, that my ear isn't lying to me and that the, 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 what I want from that person is happening and manifesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to see that, when I, cause when I heard the music, I was like, this guy is, He's got it. Like he's, he's he's like this is a sound that I hope continues to show people like yo he's like pay attention, pay attention. So when I saw that, it's just like a constant like reconfirmation that and I appreciate that man. That shit has happened. So that's super dope. I'm super happy for you, bro. And I'm thank you pulling up. Like yeah. I, I don't I, once the schedule the comes when, out. When, yeah, when I know for sure we can. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I want to pull up and I want to see that and maybe do like another quick show or a quick interview post the thing yeah. just kind of see how that goes. Um, and are you ready to shoot? Will you be hired? Can I hire you again? <laughs> You're hired. All right. <laughs> but um, let's get into some more music. Um, we're going to play my two favorite tracks um, from Jay Wow, And that's Who's Loving You and Agape from Somewhere in Mine. Yes, I almost said mine again. <laughs> had to stop myself. But um, yeah, let's get into this music. I don't want to leave you. Every minute 
it's alright, it's alright Dancing on the moonlight all night It's alright, it's alright, it's alright, it's Who's Loving You and the song before that no the song you just heard was Agape and the song before that was Who's Loving You from Jay Wild remember that project's on Spotify Apple Music I mean all streaming platforms but those are the main two so I should it's even titles. say it's titles yeah, t- see it's on YouTube I guess I lose my Jay-Z bag already man damn <laughs> um, but yes yeah, so those are my two favorite tracks like I said that project is amazing like thanks man oh man that could be a whole other topic a whole other piece actually you know what I want to ask Going into that project, like what what's what's the um I don't even know where to start. What's what's like the, the, the mindset or how do you even how do you even go into projects? I know we talked about kind of how like places that you pour from and things like that, but is your process behind project making different every time or is there a certain structure you go into and then you build off like the emotion of wherever you're drawing from? Or what's that like? Uh, it's di- I would say it's different every time. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like letting the music happen first and then sit back and say okay cool how can we curate this uh i had a writing partner i was working with for a little bit and like we would just cut songs and we just make a whole bunch and we sit back and say cool well let's let's really focus on these these are like the ones that are really sticking out mm-hmm. um and then like this most recent project it was like a spark of influence uh inspiration i was like cool and we run off of that so i was just like creating a whole bunch of stuff and getting new producers in the room new writers in the room new uh artists to work with in the room seeing what happens when i try different things um, and seeing that the same energy I had for one song was in another song, but it was a whole different sonic. It was different sonically. So like, yeah. I saw there was some sort of uh, kind of crossover and like there's continuity feeling. between continuity, the songs. Yeah. See, I got your, your Even, vocabulary is bigger no, than no, mine. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to be like Ti one day so bad, but I can't. <laughs> I can't even make those <laughs> big words. <laughs> the pontification. <laughs> expeditiously. <laughs> expeditiously. <laughs> But, but no, the, the yeah. continuity between the songs, I recognize, okay, cool, these are kind of the same, not the same topics, but the same feelings. Yes. So it's like, cool, we keep running with this. Mm-hmm. So it's nice seeing this most recent project I've been working on. It's like, I see that that's the same energy happening throughout each of the songs. Um, so, whereas like with Somewhere in Mind, it was like we had maybe 10 songs at one point for this project. Mm-hmm. And then with everything that happened all throughout the summer, it's like, cool, well, I think these four or five are are ones that when you hone in on and then they end up at, at Nagape which is just the slowed down version of Somewhere in Mind oh um, fuck I didn't even catch that yeah this is a back part and the guy who produced it with me is called Mason Abels he's from here oh shout out and okay. like he 
killed it with the, the guitar and like he ended up getting his friend to do some drums on it and then I loved it, uh, bro. I played the keys on it. So like to, to slow it down was like it was just kind of on the just playing around lodging was like oh I like this a lot and so it just <laughs> had that part was like it was nice to have that section there that's crazy um, so it's cool just seeing the, the different processes where it's kind of like happy accents I would say happy accents that's then crazy sitting back and then actually curating it to see what was gonna look like what would be best at the end bro you know what I've always wanted to ask this from a creative perspective because I think it's also different for everybody you know you have I mean, you have multiple projects. You've been making music since you were 14, but you have Blue Patio. Um, and an, I mean, you had the series, but it was also a project too. It's more collaborative. Bloom series, yeah. Bloom it was, series. There's a couple singles that I ended up packaging together. Together, yeah. yeah. And then you had your recent project somewhere in mind. How does it? How do you look at it and how does it feel for you when it comes to making projects, putting so much into that project just to know that it's time again. Like, how does that cycle go for you just, just physically and mentally? Because it could be draining to, to like put something out and it'd be so crazy. People love it or whatever kind of reception that it gains. Yeah. And then to be like, okay, it's time to start over. Like, how does that work for you? Uh, It's fun, man. Like, it, I was kind of, I put the project out somewhere in mind in September and I had a couple of the tracks, a couple of the production for this most recent one that I'm working mm -hmm. on right now. I had gotten those like in August and I was just kind of sitting on them, but I didn't really listen to them because I didn't, I wasn't feeling inspired. I wasn't in the space to do it. Yeah. So it's like, I, I didn't want to attack unless I felt the inspiration. I felt the need to do it. So, uh, after this one comes, I may sit or I may just make a couple singles and just do that for fun. Like I did with bloom series. Like it was just right. fun, trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. So it's like, it's, a. Uh, I try not to put so much pressure on it. It's just music and it's just, it's fun. Yeah, you want to ruin it, it for yourself. Yeah. And I've seen that the fans enjoy it as well. So it's like yeah. to see them, not nah, just we're saying fans, to see supporters, <laughs> to see supporters enjoy the songs and enjoy the music in the way that I do. And they, people come to shows and like, Hey, like this song made me feel this way. And the same way that I felt writing is like, cool. Well, let me just make sure that I'm continuing to have that energy for a song. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Cause like, that's the tell the things i'm doing now are the things that are connecting with people so i want to make sure i continue to do that that's beautiful bro that's dope i was thinking that in the car i was like because i mean i feel like artists i mean that's something i feel like it's talked about enough sometimes too was just like the con even with clothing like mm. you can make a, like a fire ass drop but are they gonna fuck with your next stuff how does that feel like yeah. when you have to create your whole new next piece? that's yeah i think that's yeah. really interesting and i, and I don't want to put too much like putting too much pressure on yourself is like you end up trying to force things or trying to make things like you lose the original way you even did it, like why you did it. Yeah, and trying to peel to what you think people are gonna like instead of doing what you like. Because if you do what you like, like you tell you drop your your new clothing line this week, and like to drop something you like, it's like <laughs> I know that's gonna be good because you like it, and if people like your style, they're gonna like what you put out. Yeah, and it's like people like my music because of what I do, because I'm being pers come from a personal space. Yeah, because it's as you. As long as I do that you're gonna have to like that too because like it's coming from the same space yeah a hundred percent it does sound different sonically yeah that's a hundred percent true damn see i love it the gems the gems um another thing you just have you work hard and you work not only hard but you work consistently and often so you off you easily probably end up having music that nobody really hears now <laughs> i was trying to figure out how to transition into this but we are fucking here baby i did it uh, we were talking about a story. I don't even. I'm not even gonna preface it. There's a certain song. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a transition. What 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 is like one of the? Explain to me that crazy moment that you had as an artist 
with this unreleased song that people will hopefully hear one day if the music gods open the gate and let us happen. Uh, let it happen. <laughs> gods. Uh, no, I I gotta... And don't water it down either. I know you want to be humble. I get it. I know you want to be humble. <laughs> don't water it down. No, I, I got a DM one day and it was from this producer and I didn't know who he was at first. Mm-hmm. I clicked on his link. I clicked on his profile and immediately saw all his production credits and uh, he worked with... He's an OVO producer working with our partner next door. And Partners was one of my favorite artists, like, ever. Like, right up there, like, super dope. All in, like, 2014, 2015, PND 1 and 2. and Classics. Like, Arguably classics. My goodness. Both of them. <laughs> I had a playlist of them. Just, I would just shuffle and just sing along to it. Uh, Cover it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he ended up flying me out to Toronto, and we ended up working a couple days in the studio and just, like, being in the room with just amazing producers and just, like, people I grew up listening to, and I'm didn't even know who they were but like these i'm the biggest fan because like i love like the drums on part next door and for him to be able to do those like okay well i'm a fan of you like so to see these people and be in a room with them and for them to extend their hand of like i appreciate you and what you do as well that was just very like eye-opening moment for me and to be able to work with them and like for them to critique the the lyrics i had and like try i had a point where i was trying to struggling to get the second verse and like we Mm -hmm. all talked about and sat down like how can we make this work so it's nice to be able to be in that room with them and to have that experience with them. That's so yeah. crazy, bro. Like, does that ever... Do you think about that often? Not really. I mean, I, I listen to the songs, the demos that we have. <laughs> and I have voice memos of, of the tracks. I don't have the full ma- the master version of the yeah. songs. But to hear them is like... I'm in the hear that moment and hear the energy within those songs. Mm-hmm. I'll show you some of the other ones after we finish. Oh yeah. You can, you can, I can't, I'm not trying to get no, yeah. I want no OVO guys at me trying to take my <laughs> shit. Cause I have the sound. No, the voice no. memo. So it's not, it, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but to, to, to see, I remember how I felt in those moments and like, there was yeah. a point where I was in my Airbnb, uh, not to shout them out, but I was in my, the place I was staying at, <laughs> uh, before the session, just like listening to the tracks and just like watching the snowfall, Oh and just, man! And just like being in that moment, I was by myself. Like I went there by my flew out there by myself. So it's like to be out there and just like to feel that. I still remember those moments and hear that in these tracks. You Take can hear right back. The, yeah. So now when I'm back home and I'm doing these things, like I want to channel that same energy of like mm. whatever it is. If I'm working with someone from San Antonio, working with someone here. If I'm working with whatever, if I got a beat from someone from elsewhere, to whatever I'm at, wherever I'm feeling, to channel that energy into that song. That way, it's forever printed there. Cause like that's the part that like makes things special. Damn. Like the child was trying to do that now is my thing now. Yeah. I, I like that you constantly take every single experience in your life, even if it's always not music focused and channel it to make you a better artist or make you a better musician or just a better fucking person. And better like, person is the thing I'm trying to do is like, how can I grow as we were talking about me being 25 is like at 25 which is super young by the way like you that's this is crazy to have experienced all that at 25 yeah and it's like i i want to make sure that like i'm it's like a journal like i want to document my growth as a person as i mature in love and mature in 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 thought processes and what i believe and what i stand for is like i don't really know all those answers just yet but like Mm -hmm. i want to document that so like if i'm talking about songs like I don't have purpose. Like there's one of the songs called purpose and like to talk about how I do feel purposeless and do feel directionless and how I need to figure out a way to get back to where I want to get it back, how to get back to where I want to get to, uh, to talk about those things. I know that's what other 20 some people also are going through. And like, yes. that's a moment in itself. So if I, if I had it all figured out, then it'd be boring. Like, yeah, you wouldn't have. Nothing yeah. But yeah. Damn. That's super crazy, bro. 
Um, I was thinking to myself because the Grammys was yesterday. Yeah. I don't really fuck with the Grammys. So let me put that out there first and foremost. Um, but I noticed it, it, I was because I was mainly watching it to see if Tyler was going to win or not because I felt indifferent about him winning that award because he did win. But best rap album. Best rap, rap album. album right? yeah, yeah, but it's like that wasn't a rap album at all and whole different conversation. But one thing I noticed, and I don't know if I have the total number correct. I know that it may be more than the number that I'm about to give. But Gary Clark Jr., mm-hmm. who is an Austin native, yeah. won like four or five Grammys he last night. Three of his four he got nominated for. Yeah, yeah. which is a lot. Yeah. And seeing that was just like, yo, like that's... Like to be from Austin, then also to see um another group called uh, Black Duo, Pumas, Black Pumas yeah, yeah. and they've been going they've been crazy. They, they sold out. I think they already sold. They, did, they sold two of the three nights here in Austin in May. Yeah, they're playing at Stubbs and they sold it out. Yeah, and like and, and I love seeing that, bro. Like you, you, you being from here and me being from Corbett, like you know how that feels to just see people thrive and like win. Man, and it's so nice and seeing some of my friends that are playing in their bands and doing what they're doing. It's like to see that success for them. Like my friend plays keys for Black Pumas. Like to see him at Grammys the your, other day. Your friend plays keys for Black Pumas? Yeah, he played the keys on Get It Back actually. And uh, and see, see what I'm saying like man. And to see him thrive and succeed over there, it's like, damn, it's like I and it's not it's not my success, but it's like I'm just so happy for him and, and for what they're doing. It's like they're putting in the work and they've can to be even if you, how you, however you feel about the Grammys, like to get that acknowledgement, acknowledgement in that success, and the people and the fans and people that have gravitated to their music, and like to see that is so nice. And like, and with Gary Clark as well, it's like I don't know him personally. Or in, he doesn't. He didn't play on your album. He didn't play on any of your past. Music. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but to see them also do what they're doing is like to see a legend in Austin to to get that recognition is just so like it's it's inspiring actually. Just and knowing that's that it's like. At. Regardless of of awards, like to get that to that stage where they're doing, he did a song. They just dropped a remix with Black Thought and and the Roots for one of his songs. Did I miss, did I miss that? It just came out. I guess it's on my release radar. I guess it came out last weekend. Oh my! But God. I guess it came out today. I don't know. I saw it on my Spotify today. I'm Soon, gonna check it recently. out. I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> but see, that is like, damn! Like to have Black Thought on your song is like from Austin to fucking yeah, no, it's in the to roots. Philly. Like that's crazy. And yeah. I guess, but and even within that, my thing was: Do you feel like you have a duty to put the city on your back and take it where you go as an artist, or is it one of those things where like it's more of like an unspoken type of duty you carry this in throughout your music and in your career? I I feel there. I say I'm Texas based because like I know that like in my heart I'm Texas, whether it's Austin or for San Antonio if I'm working with Houston artists like my project has a couple people from Houston that produce on it so it's mm-hmm. like I see myself as I am such a Texas boy like to see my, <laughs> and, and and whether I'm putting on for a city it sounds weird like I'm, I didn't grow up in Austin so like for me to say I'm putting on Austin would be weird because like, right. I don't have that connection like me not living in San Antonio I feel like it would be weird for me to say that mm-hmm. but me working with Austin producers and Austin artists and San Antonio producers and San Antonio artists in Houston and Dallas and working with these people and intentionally do so and not just get the big producer from LA or just someone yes. from New York and talk and about saying, it King and yes. not saying that there's anything wrong with them either right. not no, no, right, right, those people, yeah. <laughs> but to have a project with just those people from Texas is, is a statement itself and like yes if that means I'm putting on for them then cool but like I I 
want to make sure that I'm taking care of my community and being a part of my community. And that's the way I feel I can do so. And that's, I think that's exactly what I was getting. That's exactly what, exactly what it was. It's like the beauty in just working with your community. Yeah. I mean, and, and being an but, active part of it and going, I go to shows that mm-hmm. even if I'm not playing, I'll go to shows pretty much every week and yeah. see different artists and see my friends who DJ and like, actually just go and support and pay the ticket to get in or whatever it is. Cause mm-hmm. like, I just want to support them and, and hopefully they can return it. But like, I know building that community is, is key. I saw, I don't remember where I saw it, but somebody said that like blowing up in your community or like they, they, I think they said that the excuse of my community doesn't support me isn't, isn't good enough anymore. And I mean, that could be argued on both sides, but a beautiful thing I think about community and, and why I even asked that question was just like, Having that community and building that together, in a sense, it's like it's like a deeper level of success that I don't think people always pay attention to. Because by building that community and having that kind of audience all cross over and things like that, you almost have no choice but to kind of get well known and to some circumstances to be known in some way. And if you do that in a positive way like that energy gets out there, that positive energy. Like I work with like just to hear all the people that you talk about and what they're doing musically. And you haven't sat here and said anything bad about anybody. And I think it's, a, I can, I mean, you can. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I, I took a complete left. I'm like, Oh shit. Are we over, oh, this is this the exit. Okay. But I said, I think that I like, I like that because I mean, just the community of it all. I, I know I keep saying community, but it's super important. And I, I yeah. think you, it's something that you have to learn. You know what I mean? Yes, your struggle is going to be hard. Yes, your journey is going to be difficult, but you're not the only person who's taking that journey and you're not the yeah. only one who's experiencing those difficulties. Like yeah. imagine and the success you can have by building a community of people who are struggling just like you. Yeah. Like, and like the idea of like, instead of trying to work and just trying to get the big person that can help you get lifted up. So yeah. like, I'd rather work across the table and work with people that are on my level and people that are in my community, people that are doing the same kind of things I'm doing. It's mm-hmm. like, why don't we just grow together? Because we can all like, rise up. And like, I feel like Austin, in a sense only as well, but I feel like specifically Austin's going to have this burst of there's so much talent in this city and there's so many people doing so many different things, whether it's production or if it's visual work or if it's music itself. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like everyone has the same energy of like, we said put the work in. And it's like, I, I'm working here every day and working my ass off just because I know that like, someone else is also doing that same thing here yep. and I might pull up on them like pull up on Stefan and we might make a new record and like or we might pull up here or uh, when uh, this song with Angel Cintron was based on San Antonio and she Shout came out. through yep. and we just sit down we haven't worked together we had we had been in the studio once before which is kind of like very casual mm-hmm. but to sit down and like we talked about life and then just all of a sudden I started playing keys and then like found a good chord progression that we both enjoyed we both kind of clicked it was like oh that's it and to have that connection is like we had to have that community first of like what's going on in your life, how are you doing, how we the mental connection. check. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And to have that connection is like that song means so much more to me more than just like sending things over the internet and just like getting the email back. It's like now I know, like I remember that minute, I remember how that, that moment. Felt. Yeah. Damn, man. And that smile whenever she knew that she had that verse written. I was like, and she sang. I was like, okay, that's dope. And for me to have to write my verse and like try to match her energy was like <laughs> to, to have that kind of experience is like that's yeah. a moment that's gonna be forever. Like I keep talking about music, it's not even out yet. And it's not gonna be out when this podcast comes <laughs> don't, out either. Don't get me in trouble. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. it's gonna be a whole uh when it does eventually come out, you'll hear it though. But it's like to have I mean y'all heard it, but the to have that energy is so important. And it's like that makes music fun for me. It's like and to continue continue to do so, whether it is 
working with another artist or another producer is like to have that aspect of of reaching across the table is the biggest thing for me bro this has been an amazing conversation and i love what you just said because that is like damn near what i explain to everybody when i tell them why i do this podcast take the sense of community the sense of reaching over the table or whatever yeah. or you know what i'm saying making a phone call instead of you know trying to just move out of there and just like move out to the state moving to la and i'm gonna do it da, da, da. like yeah like that like there's so much importance of that it's so understated and i'm glad that we're in a generation where i think people are starting to see that at least locally in our in, in, in texas and stuff like that so yeah. it's super fire man that's fucking perfect damn i would end it there but i have one more thing to ask you before we go and i think it's important to ask you in particular because i said i i I genuinely, this is not even fuck the podcast, fuck the the mic. I believe in what you do, bro, and I have since, it, since I've stumbled upon your music. The passion that you have in it, to hear the hard work you put in it, to hear the, I guess you can say, mastery and knowledge that you have when you approach every Just single use a track. Big word. I don't know what that means. I'm just trying to be like you. <laughs> what does that Spider-Man mean when he's like, "No, I'm trying to be like you, King. No, I'm trying to be like you." Um, but just, but I mean, honestly, just to hear the passion that you have and 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 what you put into your music and the way you shape your life around it and the the, the fire that you have to even do that, it's admirable. It's 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 inspiring, and I can't help but to believe in you and want to support you however way I can. And and being on this podcast is just a small piece to have people tell you to have people understand who you are and to get your word out there and things like that. But I'm looking forward to going to whatever shows you have coming up and pushing out your music and all that kind of stuff. So if there's any way I can help more in the future, DM, phone call, text message, sure, and I'm, I'm, I'm all here for it. Appreciate but the you, last man. thing yeah. is when it comes to your career or life, what is something that you want to speak into existence? Uh, Got your ass. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, to be, to have freedom to do whatever it is that I feel is needed to be done, whether it's being financially free to be able to create what I want to create uh, or to be able to move where I need to move to be able to create what I want to create. Mm-hmm. Or if it is helping others, it's like I have a dream one day of being an executive producer and just helping others mm, get to where they want to do Yeah, and do in a way that isn't just, hey, let me sign you and, and take what you're doing, but yeah. instead let me partner with you to make sure we can make your dream come true. And if you need funding, whatever it is, if you need access to producers or you need just a second ear, like I want to be that for people because I feel like I have just as much fun doing that. Like some of my friends I work with that I'm helping them, whether I produce for them or if I'm just connecting dots and helping them get connected with another producer or another person. It's like, mm-hmm. that's just as fun as me making my own music. It's like to see their smile on their face or the excitement when they drop the project. Like my friend Oxford, she's based out of Dallas, but went to school together. She's the music director of my group that we would compete with. Oh, shit. And see, she's a brilliant vocalist and songwriter and to get her connect with some of my friends who produce and some people who engineer and like and see her make her own connections as well but to see her face light up when she's talking about her music and it's like i see that same light in my eyes it's like i want to yeah. make sure that i can help however i can with her or if it's with whoever it's like i just want to make sure that i'm doing that's just as fun as me to to help others get to where they want to go and i feel like in the future especially when i'm 35 and i want to go have a family and i don't want to be jay wild and go tour every year like i won't be able to like have that moment where i can help others and i'm skipping through yeah. all the rest of the stuff that's gonna happen in between because i don't really know but i do know that i like that you're open to that to, to know that though like some people i mean want to see a certain thing happen but to be open to letting whatever the universe god whatever you want to say to let that happen in between it but have that bigger vision of like this is kind of what things that you want to speak into it's, yeah. it's it's almost like alignment that's 
I love that. I love to hear that someone is like me to where they get just as much enjoyment out of helping others than they do of doing their own work. Yeah. And that's like a beautiful feeling. Um, before we get ready to get out of here, I do this thing called the prayer list. And um, basically anybody that you, it doesn't have to be somebody who's like, oh, like so-and-so just lost his leg. I'm going to put him on the prayer list. It could be like, yo, so-and-so just got a raise. I want to just put him on the prayer list to have continued success. Those kind of things. It doesn't yeah. have to be long. Like, you know, I know some black churches go real long. It doesn't have to oh, be like man. that. We can just do a couple. Um, but um, just anybody you kind of want to put on the prayer list or shout out or whatever uh, you want to call it. But um, I will go first. So I can give you time yeah. to kind of think about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, on my prayer list, um, I want to put who would I, okay on my prayer list. I want to put um of course the Bean family. I mean the Bryant family. I want to keep them on there. Yeah. I don't know how even how, I don't even know how long they're gonna be my prayer list, but they have a permanent slot right now. Um, I also want to put on my friend Devon. I want to put him on the prayer list because like I said we, the way we became cool, I think is really special, and I think he's also another reason why I, I find the rare beauty in social media because yeah. it was just a, you know allows for such cool connections, and he's been. The way we inspire each other back and forth is is just like a whole thing within itself, and it's just a true blessing. So I want to keep him on the prayer list, especially with his upcoming drop. You know, coming That's up two plugs soon. in one podcast, man. I'm telling you, see, <laughs> see, um, and um, yeah, and I'm gonna keep it really short. Of course, I want to keep my girlfriend on the prayer list as well. She's going back to school. Um, it's gonna be stressful and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just pray that I get the energy and spirit to keep her motivated, and that she gets her own energy and spirit to uh, stay motivated throughout the process. Um, and last but not least, bro, JY, I want to put you on the prayer list, man. It, man. And and I don't have to say what, what I already said. You know, like I just believe in everything you do. But to to do what you're doing, to have you know the the idea that you have to just, you know, be bigger than a music artist or be bigger than what you already are, um, you know, to, and just to continuously do this day in and day out, that's draining physically, mentally. Like it, it yeah. takes a lot out of you, no matter how much you enjoy it. You know, your body is going to ask for rest and you're going to need energy. And I just want to make sure I put you on the playlist so you can keep that going so I can continue to see the success. I can continue to see what the next step is past South by Southwest. I continue to see what's the next festival that you're going to play at and those kind of things. So I just want to definitely make sure I put you on the prayer list, man. I appreciate it, man. So uh, what is your prayer list hitting for? What, not hitting for. Why I say it like that? <laughs> what is your prayer list? Hey, yo, God. <laughs> yo, God. What's good? <laughs> uh, I, I got a few people. Uh, my management, Kayvon and Josh. Uh, Kayvon, he just recently got engaged. Re I'm sorry, he got married. But we're yeah, having, don't downplay his marriage. <laughs> uh, but they're gonna have a ceremony this coming uh, summer, so just Beautiful. that they get to consummate the marriage. I'm not sure that's the right word. But consummate is like, hey, I don't know what it is, but I rock with it. I mean, yeah, but but to to be able to to begin this relationship with him, she, she, he's been dating her for forever Years, now. Yeah, yeah. So finally, they get a chance to be together and be uh, official one. Uh, so just praying for them uh, and the mother manager Josh. She just finished school, so they just get into that next step and seeing what happens for him. Um, and then just some people personal like uh, I'm just know some names Priscilla and, and Liz or wow Priscilla and Christina mm -hmm. uh, and just that they are just great people and I want to make sure that they continue to finish school and they do what they're doing um, and they, when they hear this they'll know what I mean oh. um, that I'm looking over them or praying for them uh, my grandma and she's uh, just in the, the next stage of her life and just trying to figure things out for her and just yeah, uh, and then just the community in Austin, just everyone I've been working with, all my friends who've been DJing, producing, making music, and just 
trying to make things happen and i can just go off and name people i'm afraid people so i don't want to do that <laughs> no, I, hey i but, say you don't make it long it's okay yeah take your time but, put, put it in, take your time take your time baby take your time, take your time. yeah but i mean with stefan will uh charles moon uh see i'm here we go uh, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of people I can i'll put some going. grammy music for you i'm like Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh but my whole network of people i've been working with here in, San, in austin and as well as in san antonio i'm just like make sure we all just are doing the things we need to be doing to get to the right place we need to get to and make sure we're taking care of ourselves because that's ultimately the most important thing and i feel like it's such a weird place in time especially with what's happening this year with yes. elections and with it being a new decade i guess next year and and just the the atmosphere that's in this air is want to make sure we're all taking care of ourselves and just being prepared for whatever blessings are coming because mm. i feel like there's something that's going to happen and um and uh yeah beautiful yeah. I that's just the best way to wrap it up bro man thank you i, I appreciate, appreciate you, man. you pulling up um this is the first time definitely not the last for sure yeah um, real quick before we got here, socials. Where can so, they find you? All so, the jazz. Yeah, so it's J Wild, J A Y W I L E underscore on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and then J Wild on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I'm on Spotify. It's J Wild. <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> Apple. It's all J Wild. Apple Music. And uh, if somehow, some way, you still can't find him, hit me up on Devin No One Cares on all socials from PlayStation yeah. Network to damn Twitter, and I will send you in the right direction. Yes. Jay, thank you for pulling up, thank man. Official friend of the show. And uh, I guess that's it. We out. Peace. Do the handshake one more time. <laughs> 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 I wasn't prepared the first time. I was like, let me get the handshake, and I missed it. Let me get the handshake. That's funny. Appreciate that. Bro, I, yeah, I mean, same here. I really appreciate it, bro. I appreciate y'all coming through. Yeah, that was fire.